Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by Brian Bowles, co-founder and CTO of Core by Hyperice. Brian started working on the idea when he was at Stanford and launched it to the world in 2020. Core was later acquired by Hyperice in 2021. Core's vibrations center your attention during meditation and the biosensors give you feedback to see your body's physical response, including your heart rate variability, HRV, a leading indicator of wellness. This is a fruitful conversation that will for sure leave you feeling grounded. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, so pumped to be chatting with you today. I feel like I've already in like a Zen mood just by talking to you. Can you tell our listeners um, a little bit about you and Core? For sure, for sure. Yeah, so excited to be here, Rachel. So I am the co-founder of Core. We're now Core by Hyperice. So we're I started this company seven years ago uh, when I was back at Stanford. Uh, I met my co-founder Sarah McDevitt. Shout out Sarah. And we were at the time, this is back in, you know, when meditation was really exploding. Like, yes, yes, everyone is stressed, right? Like everyone, we have these really overly connected, overstimulated lifestyles. Everyone's very, very stressed. And they're starting to look to meditation as this practical tool to help people find that place of calm and clarity. But what we found is that we, we talked to a lot of these people who were trying out these apps and they just would try it and they'd give up. They'd try it, they'd give up. And we just hear this again and again and again. And we said, why? Because, you know, Sarah and I were users of these apps as well and we liked them and we they had some great content, but we started talking to people and these, these two themes just kept coming up, which is one, it's like really hard to tell whether you're doing it right or whether it's working, whether it's having an effect, whether you sat there doing nothing <laughs> or... Guilty. Whether it's just it's just really, really hard to focus as well. Like even with someone telling you exactly what to do in your ears, your mind's going to wander off onto other things. It's, it, that's how our minds work. It's, it's really, really hard. Meditation is hard. Um, so when we looked at the apps, we're like, they're not, they can't really do much more to solve that. So we went to the drawing board. We started, we were, you know, Sarah was teaching mindfulness classes with kids in schools. That's where it really came from. And we literally put physical objects in people's hands because that was a grounding tool to get them out of their head and their physical senses and they really liked it especially the kids in the schools love that like physical tool so we said like why i mean like why can't adults do this too like this it works for them why not bring it to them so we started like we knew this tactile nature had, had had something going on there so we incorporated a vibration a vibration aspect and we a lot of people were saying like oh it just feels like this little cat purr. It's like really soothing. It just feels calming. And we're like, okay, something's going on here. And over time we started, you know, trying to figure out the right form factor and putting in more and more people's hands, getting the reactions. And we just kept hearing like, Hey, like I've tried headspace. I've tried calm. I've tried the apps and I've tried classes, but this tactile aspect, this, these vibrations help me get out of my head and help me focus better. And we like, we just zoned in on this. We're like, all right, we're going to keep prototyping stuff. And then we started looking at the that you know, self-doubt piece that I was talking about, how people don't know whether it's having an effect. So we we figured, all right, let's what is the effect of meditation? Well, physiologically, what it is is you're 
helping yourself get out of that fight or flight mode they're in all the time and back to that rest and digest it, your parasympathetic nervous system. So we can look at that through HRV. Rachel, do you know what HRV is? Most people do not. I do, but I want to You're in that heart rate variability. Get this weird metric. (laughs) Heart rate variability. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people know about it through like, whoop, come in those companies or those chest straps you see runners wearing, right? And what they're looking at is if they're training too hard, your body's going to elicit a stress response. It's because like, hey, chill out. You got to take a day off or else you're going to maybe get injured or get sick or maybe get some extra sleep tonight. And what that is, is HRV. So you have your heart rate, right? Which is generally how many times is my heart going to beat in a minute? But beat to beat, your heart isn't really beating like a metronome. It's actually very, very irregular. And the more irregular it is, the less stressed you are in general. It's kind of counterintuitive, right? You would think like when you're, when you're stressed, it's going to be all over the place. But kind of one way to think about it intuitively is that when you're very relaxed, your body's going to be kind of opportunistic about when it needs to pump more blood versus pump less blood. And when you're really stressed, it's just going to say, hey, get blood out of my body really quickly. It's going to be so very, wait, very... Wait, wait, when I'm relaxed, my heart rate <laughs> is more sporadic as opposed yes. to when I'm like freaked out, stressed, pants on fire, my heart rate is the same. <laughs> it's very, yes. And it's very, it's very counterintuitive, right? It's like that, that was that magical thing that we started looking at too. It's like, wow, like there's a lot more to your heart rate than people think. And that's what this whole HRV thing is about. But hey, you know, most people don't know what it is, right? So we started, when we were prototyping, we we're like, oh, like, look, your HRV went up. We're like what the hell is that? So we spent my years. What? <laughs> yeah, my what? Why, I don't. Why do I care? I don't like my my heart rate's fine. Like, I'm I'm worried about my mind, right? I'm worried yeah. about getting less stress, and that's because what people care about is like, am I getting calm, right? Like, is it working? I and mean, the first thing they think of is calm. So like, hey, all right. Well, technically, what is calm? Calm is you're in a parasympathetic state. So we can show them HRV, but we package it up into calm because we get and we built algorithms over a couple of years that we worked on and tested over a couple hundred people and refined them over time and to show people hey look in this little area yes you might have been stressed for the first five minutes when you were thinking about your day and how you screwed up your meeting but there's a couple minutes at the end we're able to really get into a calm state and that's really validating for people and we really latched they people really latched onto that so and we really just went away from there we went so we say hey we saw these two initial pain points, like the vibration, the audio through these meditations, we help people focus better. And then that biofeedback piece just gives people that little extra validation to say like, all right, it's worth my time. It's, it's, wor- it's worth sticking with it. And then of course we went, I'm going to call out Peloton. We went full Peloton. We got our big crew of instructors and they're the ones that provide the content for you at home and keep it fresh. Cause yes, meditation is this age old thing. You can pick up some books in the library. That's how I got into it originally in high school. But our instructors are going to keep like teach those same concepts in many different ways. And we got a very diverse set of instructors that you know has a very different style to match whatever it is you you resonate with. And that's that's what our membership is about. That's what the core premium content is about in the app. Um, so yeah, it's it's it was a lot. It was a long road to get to launch. We launched in January of 2020. And for those who remember when COVID started, 
Um, we launched. Uh, launch. <laughs> actually, that actually like, launch, right? I was gonna say, speak like I feel like meditation. That's pro probably like one of the best products to launch at that time. You yeah. know, most most consumer yes. brands I talk to, they're like, "Oh, I launched March of 2020," and I'm like, "Oh, that <laughs> sucks." But yes. this is like exactly <laughs> what I know. I know, but it's it's and it's so tough, right? Because it's it's still that means that people are having a tough time with their mental health, though, right? So it's right, it's tough. But because in honestly, that we're in in if you really on a sobering note, like if you look at some of the stats on mental health today, especially with the younger generation, it's it's really sad. Yeah. So we're doing like you know we're doing our we're doing our best uh, to get the tool of meditation and breath training out in the world to help people, you know, better cope and build more mental resilience. But it's hard. It's hard for sure. And that's why we've just, we wanted to build a product that just was a bit more effective than the, you know, the apps, which are still amazing products and really useful and a great introduction to meditation. But for the people that, you know, they try it and it's just, it's just not working for them. We want, we want a tool that'll actually help it stick. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Want, I want to dig in to the physical product for a second. Cause I think yeah. the story yeah. behind it is one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> So you guys like did focus groups and you, you, you yeah. as you're mentioning, you, you gave people like yeah. Plato and clay to hold in their yeah. hands and essentially like yeah. what came out of what they were doing with their hands during the meditation <laughs> was like the shape of the current product, which is like exactly. a sphere with these, I call them braille, but it's not braille. Yeah, the little, it's the little, little silver dots that, silver are, dots uh, that like vibrate. Yep. And and so can you talk us through a little bit about not only the shape and and kind of the action of of what happens mm -hmm. when you're when you're going through this you have your headphones in or not and you're listening to the meditation but what what is the app tracking and what are those silver vibrations like what is the data that we're getting For sure so yeah like you said I mean first of all like we knew we had we needed this handheld tool with this handheld grounding like rock essentially something that had some heft to it some weight and ideally it had some like natural element right because like literally like, you know physical object meditation has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years right they would literally use rocks or like flower petals so that they could really zoom in on the texture of that to get you into that again tactile nature so it gets you out of your head so that's why we brought in this real rose wood and it's real wood in the bottom half of this product, which is really rare nowadays for consumer product. And honestly, we had to fight really, really hard to try to figure out how to make it work. All of our early investors told us, like in our experience, hardware advisors said, absolutely not. You are not putting wood in a product. It is way too difficult. And we said, no, we're going to make it work because it matters. And so that is that is the bottom half is this really nice rose wood. And in the top half, yeah, you have this nice soft touch plastic up top that you rest your thumbs on and then the silver metal dots that you see that's your electrode so what that is since you have your two thumbs on either side that's going to complete an electrical circuit across your body which is getting an electrocardiogram or ecg or ekg it's all the same thing that's the thing that you're used to seeing at your doctor with those big peaks when your heart beats right and that's what's enabling us to look at hrv in a whole new way. Because we can tell beat to beat, hey, look exactly how variable your heart rate was. So we can see when your heart rate is going up and down, when your HRV is going up and down, and we can start to detect 
at which points were you calm at which point at which points were you focused right because there's another there's another part of meditation right you don't have to just do it to get really zen and really chilled out and fall asleep you can use it before you know a big podcast episode that you're recording to get focused and get energized but in a balanced way and that's what a lot of these breath training tracks are like uh, are about as well so we're looking at that electrocardiogram that's what it's looking at it's going to send all that data to your app and we're going to run you know run our analyses and figure out what areas are calm which areas are focused um but in, and yeah, you hold it in your hands. It feels really centering. It's really grounding. But yeah, we went through lots of weirder, strange shapes. I mean, we looked at game controllers, right? So we're like, hey, what thing do you hold onto with two hands for an extended period of time that's comfortable? So we looked at game controllers. We literally took clay and had people sit with a block of clay and said, hey, mold it into a shape that feels comfortable, that you want to hold. And then we led them through a meditation. And if we kept going back to this very, very simple circular form that uh, the Google Nest totally copied. No, I'm kidding. The Google, yeah. <laughs> no, I love <laughs> that Google. so much. And I want to understand. So, okay. So for the, for listeners, there's, there's two modes that the core by Hyperace product kind of captures in the app, which is yep. calm and focus. Exactly. I want to unpack the difference. So I'm assuming calm your heart rate is higher heart rate variability right yep yep and what's the, yes. what's the difference between the heart rate variability like what is the difference between calm and focused states in yeah great question rachel so and it's it's a bit confusing right but what we look at is we you know the longer you use the product we can tell where your baselines are we can tell what heart rate level is normal for you what hrv level is normal for you and then we're going to look at your levels in this session compared to that history, but then also how that changes. Because generally when you're in a parasympathetic dominant state, that is the definition of this, this calm state that we're looking for. And in general, in that state, your heart rate is a bit lower or maybe it's lowering, right? It's, it's decreasing because that is what your parasympathetic nervous system does. It acts as a, a brake pedal on that sympathetic system that's usually increasing that heart rate raising that up and so that those are the types of pattern and then we're going to see that more variable pattern in your heart rate so those are the patterns that we look for in an, in detecting when you're in a calm state versus a non-calm state so that's what the calm that big blue calm circle that you'll see afterwards is about the focus metric is a bit different and this for those that maybe have read about this a bit more is all it's also called you know, resonance or heart, the heart math product called a coherence. What happens is when you're, a lot of your internal systems get in sync, especially this really happens when you're doing a lot of these deep breathing techniques that really deeply engage your parasympathetic nervous system. And it creates this like sinusoidal oscillating pattern in your heart rate, where it's when you inhale, your heart rate starts to go up. When you exhale, your heart rate starts to come down. So when you do these deep breathing techniques, you start to see your heart rate go up and go down in this really natural sinusoidal pattern. And it is, it is experienced kind of as this balanced but focused state because that inhale, what that does is it actually energizes you. The inhale of the breath will energize you. The exhale tends to relax you. 
So again, it's this, it's this push and pull, but like I said, you could, so that's why people are somewhat surprised when they often hear like, oh, meditation is just about, you know, getting really chilled out, sitting on a beach. And it's not what it's, that's, that absolutely can be used for that. And it's essential for that, but you can also use these breathing techniques to get to this, what we call focused state. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's so interesting <laughs> because I think there's, there, like you mentioned, there's a connotation that meditation has to be one way and i also think that what you guys are doing at core by hyper ice too is is proving that it's not pro it's not like a perfect thing and it doesn't need to be this cookie cutter (laughs) like i'm gonna breathe five times i'm gonna feel awesome like (laughs) this way this crazy and that it's really about like a practice, the same way they say, you know, yoga, you get on your mat and it's not about me like having the best down dog, but it's about just being the best <laughs> for myself. Um, exactly. And I think for consumers, there's a couple of things that I think you guys are doing just so amazing in this space is like, A, having a physical product, you know, mm-hmm. having something for people to like latch onto, not just a stupid app apps aren't stupid sorry that was me <laughs> but but it's like a physical product it's like something attainable that I can be like okay I'm gonna go do this this is like part of my ritual and routine as opposed mm-hmm. to just being like in the background um exactly. and I think that is like so unique and different and it also holds people accountable in a way because you're you, you have this physical product that's like staring you in the face and it's like get your ass meditating you're gonna feel better <laughs> Um, I wonder if you're seeing if that's if if you've heard from consumers or customers that that is like a something that they really like that they can like latch on to. Absolutely, I I mean, hey, appreciate the kind words. It's a it was a long a long process, and like the team behind that 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 helped us design it in this way was was just amazing. So, but yeah, look, we very much intentionally designed it to look beautiful so that you want to put it out on your nightstand or put it out on your desk to serve as that reminder that's not a push notification on your phone or on your laptop that's the source of a lot of people's stress you just see it it's a gentle little nudge and that's what's getting people to pick it up and yes absolutely we that's in our in our beta and back in i think it was 2018 that was a huge piece of paper we heard is just hey just simply seeing it reminded me to do my meditation today or even better, we literally just have people saying, hey, I would just see it on my bedside table and I I feel more relaxed because it's just that reminder of that place of, of calm, that little separation between your thought, like between us and our thoughts that meditation helps to create. And people start to build that little relationship with the, the little orb, if you will, um, little core device. Um, and that was, yeah, that was very, very intentional. We yeah. design, like we even looked at the dimensions of a desk drawer to make sure that it doesn't fit in most desk drawers. Because what we found actually from some of our employees that used to work for these smartwatch companies was that as soon as you take off, you know, your your Fitbit or your wearable and it ends up in a desk drawer, it never comes out. so we want to make sure this is something that is you're proud to display. Not also just not just for you but also to create a dialogue around meditation and mental health, right? Because there was still a stigma. It's still, I, you know, Hey, I, I, you know, I get it. I grew up in the Boston area playing hockey. None of my friends knew that I meditated. And if they did, 
I know what they would say. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally get it. And my co-founder played basketball at NYU. And we, so we get how there's this, this stigma around, you know, even identifying as having, experiencing anxiety. It's like everyone experiences anxiety. Everyone experiences stress. But it's what you do about it that can really make a huge difference, right? Like a lot of us, like, you know, dealing with everyone copes with what, like watching Netflix or alcohol or drugs. There's so many ways people can cope, but with meditation, it's this small little investment in your mental strength that it just compounds over time. And the more and more you do it, the better you feel and the better relationship you're going to have with these thoughts. So you're not run by them. You really have power over your thoughts and therefore your reactions. You can learn to respond instead of react. And that's what we try to train. And yeah, like you said, this, this, the frequency really matters. You don't need to be doing, we don't, you need to, yeah, you don't need to be doing the best downward dog, but as long as you're getting into the yoga studio, that's a good thing. So it's, yeah. if I, we really emphasize, just do it, just do it for even three minutes, do a box breath for three minutes. You can fit that in, in the morning or right before bed. And if yeah. people can get that into their day, that's just, it's imagine that world where everyone around you did that today. It's going to be a little bit better of a place. Yeah, it's so true. Um, I, I mean, like I suffer from loads of mental health things, anxiety, all the, all the things. And I think we have this thought in our heads that it needs to be fixed in X, Y, Z way, or we don't have time in our day to fix yep. it, or it has to yep. be like, it's or mental health is wrong. It needs to be fixed. I feel <laughs> like it is the line I often hear when in reality, like it's not wrong to suffer from any sort of mental health thing. It Absolutely just not. is the way it is. Every brain, you know, the chemicals are a certain way. So I wonder how do you guys, how do you think you're playing a part in like the larger message of playing to, you know, the, the hardcore athletes who, who, mm. need, who need to mm. take care of their mental health just as much as their physical health, but then also playing to the, Hey, I just, I'm just a meditator. Like I'm just a Joe Schmo meditator. Mm. How are you playing oh. to both of those in this like core by hyper ice product? Another great question, Rachel. I mean, it's what I will say is there's a lot more overlap than you think with these groups of people. Like you said, everyone has a brain. Everyone gets stressed. Everyone gets pulled away in every which direction by their emotions, by their like thoughts of the future or the past. So everyone can use this tool. And we deeply believe that everyone on this planet can and will benefit from meditation and breath training but but yeah the, the athlete they might be coming at it more for you know a boost right like we're all reading these athletes oh right you know we're seeing high you know high-end elite athletes and ceos of businesses finding meditation as their you know their unlock but you know my little brother played or did track and he was very very intense you know you went to college for this was like on the route to the olympics but he told me he they give you absolutely zero support on the mental side. It's all about stronger, leaner, faster. If you can't keep up, sucks for you. And that was really taxing. And he was going through some, some real pain through that mentally. And he really didn't have any support for that, any tools for that. So it really is, it's important. Like any really high intensity environment 
is going to create a lot of stress and you need tools to get through that, right? You need mental strength. And the best way to do that, that is through a consistent habit of call it mindfulness, meditation, breath training, anything that can help you create some space between you and your thoughts. And that same, that same tool that's is, is, is also really important for someone that, Hey, they're just trying to, maybe they have, you know, chronic anxiety, right? Maybe they're like, they have seen therapists, they've tried the apps, they've tried many different things, but they know this is like that relationship with that, that anxiety is going to be with them. So they need something that works. And, and Hey, I'll also say meditation isn't going to solve everyone's problems for those that are really struggling. Yes, please, please go see a therapist. And you, and if you have someone in your life that might be going through something real, I also know how hard it is. You, you can't tell someone to go to therapy, right? It's really difficult. So what I would maybe even recommend for people is if they have someone in their life, send them a text that just says, Hey, you don't even need to respond to this, but just know let me, if, if there is anything, if there, if you ever want to talk, I'm here. So that, that way that you're not putting extra work on them. They don't have to even respond to the text, but they just know, Hey, my friends are thinking about me and I have some space. And then eventually, you know, show them, you know, communicate where you can find, you know, re- more involved resources, but meditation and breath training is something that's you can do in three minutes, five minutes in your day. And consistently over time, it's going to build, it's going to prevent you from spinning off. In, in the rails and into the, you know, the fields at your, at, on your Sunday nights, but it can also be used. Yes. Right. At the beginning of your day, just to be a little bit more present in your meetings, your relationships, and just be a little happier. Yeah. I need, I need to be meditating more. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I think the data component is fascinating especially like in this world with all the wearables and all the tech and mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. aura ring and whoop and sure. and vary in every which way and i'm curious like how you're seeing consumers and customers of core um use the data like what are people noticing from the app content of like okay, I spend this amount of time in calm mode, this amount of time in focus mode. It takes me this mm-hmm. long to do this. Like, what are people doing with that data? And are people seeing like a change in it? For sure. Yeah, another good question. I mean, the, one of the first things is that, I mean, step one is people just like, hey, it feels great that something is happening. <laughs> that It's just validating, right? Because we're used to that now. We're used to getting immediate feedback. And even... You know, you don't even really need uh, a step counter on your wrist to tell you that you, you know, went for a run. You're endor- in like your endorphins are going right. Like even if you didn't run a seven minute mile, you're sweating. You know, you know something happened. There's some feedback loop, but that it's that feedback loop is really hard to tell in meditation, especially when you're just starting out. So just that that validation that hey, something's happening here is really has just been really motivating for people. But the other big piece is, yeah, people start to see that the more consistently they meditate, they start to see their HRV go up over time, which is a really strong, just general health indicator. That means you can take on more stress, right? You're literally building more resilience and building a more balanced nervous system. But the, and then the last piece is really just people can start to see what works for them and what doesn't 
there's some techniques that maybe you just really dislike, but also might just not be that effective at getting you calm or getting you focused. And it's like, we'll see that in, you know, our metrics of what the most popular meditation tracks are. And the box breath is almost always number one because it's, and it's the techniques that's been used for Navy by Navy SEALs for years, because it's extremely effective at getting you out of your head into your physical senses and also activating that, you know, that, sinusoidal pattern in your heart rate where it's going up and going down you feel very very focused and calm afterwards so yeah yeah the data part is so interesting if you had like a goal that you haven't accomplished for core by hyperice now of like what you hope to achieve with this incredible brand and product and company that you've built what what is what what might that goal be Oh, great question. And it can't just be like more people meditate. <laughs> <laughs> that is the ultimate mission. I will say that. I I hope that a lot, like I hope that through what we've been doing, people can really start to understand that there's this really deep and real connection between the mind and the body. They very much are so intertwined. And you can start to see that for yourself by seeing how these practices, these mainly like mental practices of meditation, of, you know, noting when you're distracted and coming back, noting when you're distracted, coming back again and again and again. But that actually affects your nervous system which affects your body, your ability to recover throughout the day, which can actually help you recover from a big, really hard workout or get better sleep, right? They're all intertwined. And that mind-body connection is really powerful when you start to get an appreciation for it. Because also even meditation alone isn't enough to live a perfectly healthy lifestyle diet, exercise, all these things are really, really important to being just a really healthy human. I think the fact that we have data alongside this meditation practice and meditation content that we have has helped tell that story in in a new way, in a very objective way that says, hey, this isn't just, you don't just, maybe you might feel better, you might have better emotions, but you're also physically improving your stress response. So I think that that of understanding of that connection between your body and your mind would be a huge, would be a goal that I'd love to see achieved in uh, let's call it the short term, very short term. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that that's a goal because I think you guys are inevitably, inevitably achieving that by creating a meditation, <laughs> like physical product in and of itself. Like there's so many times where we equate the mind body connection to be you know, I sit with a voice and I put my headphones in and I meditate and I get in this super relaxed state. Well, I don't because I'm a terrible meditator. Um, But the goal being to get in this like great state, but by you having this physical product, you're almost not tricking someone, but, but in a way, like now I'm grounding them in this orb And so I'm already helping them to achieve something Mm. that they thought was so hard, but now like, there's almost like, I get to, I get to skip the line. I get to get to like the (laughs) next 
step already because I'm holding something as opposed to like, I'm meditating, but I'm holding my phone. Like, like, like <laughs> you're doing a great job. Yeah. It's, it's, some people just call it training wheels for meditation. And if that's what it is, Hey, I learned, I learned to ride a bike from training wheels and their training wheels are great. So if you want to look at a training wheels for meditation, that's what it is. And it'll really help. Like you said, ground you. And it is nice that you have to put your, both of your hands on it. So it prevents you, it forces you to get away from your phone and stop scrolling. So it is, it has that nice little benefit as well. <laughs> yeah. Anyone that says they didn't learn to ride a bike with training wheels is just lying. So, you know, everyone could use training wheels. Um, I'm going to ask you our favorite question of the pod, which is we like to ask all of our guests how they subscribe to wellness. And I feel like for you, this is going to be such a loaded answer because you <laughs> probably have like the best routine, but what are some things that you do? on a daily weekly basis to be able to show up for yourself for mm -hmm. my hyper ice for your partner for family for friends mm -hmm. well hey what comes to mind is actually something that my dad taught me uh, through you know really difficult life circumstances or difficult work times at work when you're just overloaded. And he said, you cannot forget about the basics and do the basics really well, because when times are really tough and your time is pressed, those things tend to fall down and that's when everything starts to fall down. So I, I've kind of internalized that as master the basics do the basics extraordinarily well. So I really do try. I'm, I have forced myself to become a morning person. <laughs> so I will do, I was doing morning workouts during COVID when I can, I could be doing a workout at any time of the day. Right. <laughs> but I, I really do try to get in my exercise, you know, four days a week or five days a week and, and fit in, even if I can't, I don't have time for a whole 10 minute meditation, do a little bit of, breath training every day. And if I get a little bit of exercise and a little bit of breath training or meditation in six days a week, and I can achieve that, I can shoot for that and achieve that over the long term, I'll I'll be uh, achieving some wellness in my life. <laughs> I mean, so I, that's my subscription. I, I think <laughs> that's a pretty good, pretty good. I, I think the basics people often overlook because we think that mm. they just either don't matter or they're too quote unquote too easy but as you said you know like making your bed they say is literally sets you up for <laughs> every morning yeah so yeah I think it's the small things that we should all lean on a little more um where yeah. can our listeners learn more about core by hyper ice well go to core by hyper <laughs> go to core by hyper find us on our find us on hyper ice's instagram um, go to hyperice.com. Um, find it, join, um, follow us on LinkedIn. We, we are pretty, very present on LinkedIn. You can follow me as well. Um, Brian Bowles. Um, but yeah, this is, yeah. Amazing. Reach out. Try it out. Try it. Get, get yourself. You can also, you can also download the app on the app store and get a free two week trial to get a feel for it yourself. So amazing. Thank you so much, Brian. Appreciate the time, Rachel. This is great. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio.
We hope everyone has a great rest of the week filled with wellness, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.